0: Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again. It's your first time. Welcome. Today we're going to be focusing on a couple of recording sessions that were done in 1933 uh, with some of the premier African-American jazz musicians in New York. And they were done uh, at the behest of an English bass player and uh, arranger and composer named Spike Hughes. Spike Hughes had been born in... 1908 in England he uh, was a a classical music aficionado. He uh, had written articles and reviews for various British trade papers on opera and classical music but by the mid-1920s he was really attracted to jazz and what was being called jazz in England at any rate and he bought himself a bass and he taught himself to play it and he started uh, experimenting with different uh, combinations of British musicians. He also started writing his own tunes and arranging. And from by 1929, 1930 or so, he had a series of recordings on British Decca uh, that were well thought of at the time, used the cream of the British jazz establishment. Uh, They were accredited to Spike Jones and his decadents, and occasionally his Three Blind Mice, which was a smaller group. He recorded a couple of times with visiting uh, American stars like Danny Polo and Jimmy Dorsey, uh, Sylvester Ahola as well. But uh, his real ambition was to become a jazz composer along the lines of Duke Ellington, and... Uh, He realized his ambition in 1933, the spring of 1933. He went to the United States with a trunk full of scores and arrangements that he had, And he uh, engaged Benny Carter to put together a band for him, or to help him put together a band that recorded for uh, British Decca, and it became known as Spike Hughes and His Negro Orchestra, and all of these were black jazz musicians, most of whom were playing with the Benny Carter Orchestra at the time, but a few people from uh, the Louis Russell Band and others as well. Uh, Fletcher Henderson as well, for that matter. So what we have is uh, quite a nice little subset of jazz recordings. A couple of standard tunes that were arranged by... um Hughes, but mainly his own compositions. There were two tunes that were recorded as jam sessions, Sweet Sue and How Come You Do Me Like You Do, and I included those on a radio show I did a while back that'll be appearing on this station in a while, of Jazz Flute, because they featured Wayman Carver on flute. Wayman Carver at the time was playing with, uh, I think, with the Willie Bryant Orchestra, uh, or he was going with the Willie Bryant Orchestra. He was playing with uh, Benny Carter's band at the time. So in this band, we have Henry Red Allen on trumpet, and uh, he doesn't sing on the tunes we're going to hear today, but uh, he was certainly well-known as a vocalist. He was playing with Louis Russell at the time. From the Benny Carter Band, we have Leonard Davis and Bill Dillard on trumpets. Uh, from the Fletcher Henderson Band, we have Dickie Wells on trombone. And from various other groups, we have Wilbur DeParis and George Washington on trombone as well. Benny Carter plays lead alto, also clarinet, and you hear some soprano sax uh, around the corners as well. Uh, the personnel shifted around a little bit. Uh, the first uh, date we're going to hear was from April 18th of 1933, and actually Leonard, uh, rather uh, Shad Collins was on trumpet instead of Red Allen in that one. Uh, in addition to Benny Carter in the Reed section, we have Howard Johnson, who had been, who was playing with, uh, I think the Benny Carter band at the time. He later went with Teddy Hill, and he became the lead alto player in Dizzy Gillespie's first big band in the bebop era as well. Wayman Carver played alto and tenor sax and flute, and he was featured on flute on a couple of numbers. great Coleman Hawkins from Fletcher Henderson's band was the primary tenor sax soloist on this first session. In fact, he was the only tenor sax soloist. Red Rodriguez was on piano, Lawrence Lucy on guitar, Ernest Basshill on bass, and Kaiser Marshall on drums for the first two sides we're going to hear, and then Sid Catler replaces him on the second two. Spike Hughes uh, was the arranger and director, as we said. Uh, He also played bass on the small group sides that we uh, are not going to hear today. So the first four tunes we're going to hear from this series are Nocturne, which was a Spike Hughes tune, then, Someone Stole Gabriel's Horn, which was a, uh, a, a pop tune of the day. Ben Crosby recorded it, and I think uh, Mildred Bailey and others. That uh, The label credited uh, Monette Moore as the vocalist, but it is not Monet Moore. It is, in fact, Benny Carter. Monet Moore was detained or didn't show up, so Benny Carter substituted. Then, after that, we're going to hear uh, another Hughes tune, Pastoral. And then the venerable Bugle Call Rag, done in a very kind of modern, uh, intricate arrangement by Hughes, featuring all the horns in there. I believe it was Shad Collins who played the trumpet solos on this, Dickie Wells played the trombone solos, and uh, Benny Carter on clarinet and alto, Wayman Carver on uh, flute, and Coleman Hawkins on tenor. So after that, we're gonna hear two from the next session, which was May 18th of 1933, and that's the one that uh, Red Allen replaced Shad Collins on. Uh, we also have uh, an additional saxophone, Chew Berry, who was playing with Benny Carter's band at the time, and he and Coleman Hawkins uh, split the solos. Hawkins gets the lion's share, but Chewberry does appear in a couple of places, and we'll tell you where those are coming up. We're also going to have Lawrence, uh, or rather, uh, Louis Russell from the Louis Russell Band on piano, along with Lawrence Lucy Ernest Hill and Sid Catlett as well. And The two tunes we're going to hear from that session are both uh, Hughes Originals, Arabesque and fanfare, which is sort of a traditional tune, but uh, all of these done by Spike Hughes' uh, arrangements and uh, some very interesting uh, techniques that he was using that were not being used by anyone in the United States except Duke Ellington. Some interesting tone colors as well. So that's our first set of Spike Hughes and his Negro Orchestra, April eighteenth, nineteen thirty-three, and May eighteenth of nineteen thirty-three. Nocturne. Someone stole Gabriel's horn. Pastoral. Bugle Call Rag, Arabesque, and Fanfare.
1: on Judgment Day, cause someone stole Gabriel's horn. There'll be weeping, there'll be gnashing, there'll be fighting, there'll be clashing, when the Lord steps down in front to say that someone stole Gabriel's horn. Oh, 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 Gabriel took so long to learn it. Oh, 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 won't the finder please return it? They'll be hopping like a pigeon, they'll be shouting, sweet religion. But they'll all be left on Judgment Day Or someone stole Gabriel's horn ¶¶
0: wonder how much rehearsal was done for these sessions. These were busy musicians who were active in various bands playing in uh, New York clubs in 1933, the spring of 1933, and these were some pretty challenging charts that Spike Hughes brought in. Speaks well to the professionalism of the musicians. If you had to, uh, if you were going to play in Benny Carter's band, you had to be a good musician. So most of these musicians either played with him or were to play with him or had played with him in Fletcher Henderson's band. So a very high-quality group. We started out with... Spike Tune, a nice, relaxed, quiet version of Nocturne, which uh, uh, featured Coleman Hawkins, among others. He did most of the tenor solos on this set. Then Someone Stole Gabriel's Horn, with a frankly expendable vocal by the leader, Benny Carter, on that. Uh, But some good Shad Collins on trumpet, and... um, other things as well. We also heard some good clarinet by Benny Carter on Nocturne, forgot to mention. Then Pastoral, another slow tune with some beautiful Coleman Hawkins playing. And Bugle Call Rag, featuring some arranged breaks and some very uh, complicated orchestral effects in there. And uh, again, all of these arrangements by Spike Hughes. Those were from April 18th of 1933, then we went to May 18th, one month up, in 1933, and we heard Arabesque, another lovely tune with uh, some beautiful Coleman Hawkins, and then Fanfare, which really sounded like a different version of Bugle Call Rag. That featured two tenor solos divided in half, the first chorus uh, by Chu Berry, who had joined for this uh, date, and then the second half by Coleman Hawkins. Chu Berry was just getting going in 1933, and clearly was not up to where he was even two or three years later. Uh, But he uh, wasn't afraid of Coleman Hawkins, and he could take the solo before him, so it made for an interesting uh, contrast. So we're going to play the other two tunes, big band tunes, from that May 18th date. We're going to hear the Sweet Sorrow Blues and Music at Midnight, and we'll also hear some Wayman Carver flute around the the backside there, too. These are listed as unknown or traditional, uh, but they were probably Spike Hughes or compositions and definitely Spike Hughes arrangements. Then we're going to jump over to the next day, May 19th of 1933, a couple of personnel changes. Howard Scott, who had played trumpet with the early Fletcher Henderson Band 1923 and 24, came in, and he replaced probably uh, Leonard Davis, or possibly Bill Dillard, I think probably Bill Dillard, because Leonard Davis, I believe, was the lead player. Uh, we'll hear a little bit of soprano saxophone uh, by Benny Carter in a while, and Red Rodriguez is the piano player. He was playing with Benny Carter's big band at the time. He replaced Louis Russell. And the two tunes we're going to hear, actually three tunes we're going to hear, make that four tunes we're going to hear, are Air in D-flat, and then Donegal Cradle Song, both very Irish-sounding melodies, and Spike Hughes was, uh, had an Irish heritage uh, in his background. His father, I believe, was an, uh, a musician who specialized in Irish songs. Then we're going to go on to a a very interesting Spike Hughes composition and arrangement called Firebird. Uh, That'll be some soprano sax in there. And then end up with Music at Sunrise. Again, supposedly traditional, but uh, Spike Hughes gets the credit for the uh, arrangement in there. And as I said, we're not going to play the two jam session tunes, How Come You Do Me Like You Do and Sweet Sue. Those are on another show that should be coming to this station pretty soon about jazz flute because they both feature Wayman Carver. So this is the balance of the Spike Hughes uh, and his Negro Orchestra sides for Deccan 1933. We're going to finish up the show with four sides uh, by Fletcher Henderson's orchestra. I'll tell you about those in a bit. So for this set, we have the Sweet Sorrow Blues, Music at Midnight, Air in D-flat, Donegal Cradle Song, Firebird, and Music at Sunrise. <laughs> series of very interesting sessions made for DECA, actually British DECA, in 1933. American DECA didn't come together until the fall of 1934. Those were done by Spike Hughes and his Negro Orchestra. Spike Hughes, the British bass player, white bass player and and, uh, music critic, uh, was responsible for the arrangements and most of the compositions as well. After he finished these sessions he gave up jazz. He said he couldn't do anything to top these sessions and he went on and became primarily a journalist. He became a humor author later on in life. He did uh, some broadcasting and uh, did some music criticism as well. So we started out with Sweet Sorrow Blues, Music at Midnight, uh, Air in D-flat, and the Donegal Cradle Song, uh, which was, the Donegal Cradle Song was a particularly beautiful uh, feature for Coleman Hawkins. Music at Midnight featured, again, the two tenor saxes. The first half of the solo was by Chewberry, and the second half by... Uh, Uh, Coleman Hawkins and uh, those first two tunes uh, uh, Sweet Sorrow and Music at Midnight were done on the May 18th 1933 session and the others on May 19th Aaron D-flat and Donegal Cradle Song and then Firebird a particularly interesting song and Music at Sunrise and each of these also feature some really lovely uh, trombone solos by Dickie Wells who was considered sort of a member of the avant-garde at that point Uh, Red Allen gets in some effective trumpet solos uh, we heard a little bit of flute by Wayman Carver uh, and of course some uh, clarinet and alto sax by the leader Benny Carter. I should mention Firebird also had a split chorus between Chewberry and Coleman Hawkins. Music at Sunrise, the longer solo was by Coleman Hawkins and then the bridge at the end of the record was by Chewberry. So in order to balance out uh, this program, I decided we're going to play four tunes uh, that I don't know how else I would slip into any other program. These are four tunes recorded by Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra in 1934, March 6th of 1934, for RCA Victor. They were released on the Bluebird label, a lower-priced Victor label, and this was at the tail end of Henderson's really first great band that started in 1923. Uh, It was also the first uh, or the last session to feature Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, and he had been a mainstay in the Henderson Band all that time, 11 years. Uh, He was shortly to go to Europe to uh, seek fame and fortune over there, and he spent about four and a half years in Europe, traveling around in England and Holland and France, Germany and so forth, made a lot of recordings, uh, and then came back to the United States with War on the Horizon and became uh, or reassumed his place as the premier tenor saxophonist in jazz, even though he'd been away for so long long when he recorded Body and Soul. But these four tunes, as I said, come in a kind of an odd time in the Henderson's discography. We have on trumpet Russell Smith and Henry Red Allen doing the solos, also Joe Thomas who was quite young at the time. Uh, We have Claude Jones and Keg Johnson on trombone, Buster Bailey on clarinet and alto sax, possibly tenor sax as well, Russell Procope on clarinet and alto, Hilton Jefferson playing lead alto, he plays any of the alto solos, and Coleman Hawkins being heavily featured on tenor. In the rhythm section, we have Fletcher Henderson on piano, Bernard Addison on guitar, John Kirby on bass. And for this session, we have a white drummer named Vic Engel, who had been playing with Red Nichols and different people. Uh, The drummer for the Henderson band was Walter Johnson, uh, before and after. Why he didn't make this session, we don't know. So we're going to hear four tunes. We're going to hear a Will Hudson composition and arrangement called Hocus Pocus. Then uh, a Russ Morgan arrangement and tune called Phantom Fantasy. Then a Fletcher Henderson uh, arrangement, and I think it might have been his tune, called Harlem Madness. This was issued as a publisher's stock arrangement as well. features a vocal by Charles Holland, who was the regular singer with the band at the time. Then we're going to finish up with a real flag waver. This is a Russ Morgan uh arrangement of Tidal Wave that the Henderson band re-recorded about six months later on the first sessions for uh, Decca, the new American Decca label, and that was uh, after Hawkins had left. In the interim, uh, Lester Young had come in to play tenor sax, but he uh, was not uh, beloved by the other members of the band, especially the saxophone section, who felt that his sound really didn't fit uh, with the band, and so he uh, didn't last too long, didn't make any recordings, and off he went to be replaced by Ben Webster. And we've done a podcast in the past of the Uh, Henderson band in the fall of 1934 recording for Decca and some of the really classic swing era arrangements that later turned up on Benny Goodman recordings. So those are our four tunes to finish off this program. Hocus Pocus, Phantom Fantasy, Harlem Madness, and Tidal Wave, all by the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra.
1: Crazy rhythms on my brain, music mournful, lazy Harlem. I'm insane. Those trumpets and those wailing trombones, singing saxophones. High d high has got me pants with all those melamones Dark blues make me frantic, black jazz brings me down. Once I was romantic. Now nice I stray uptown, jungle drums with savage madness. Give me the blues and steal my gladness. I've lost the mind, soul that Harlem man stone <laughs>
0: Some very up-to-date arranging techniques in there, even though it doesn't really sound like the Fletcher-Henderson band too much. Very studio quality in there. Uh, very fine musicians, as I said, and uh, heavily featuring Coleman Hawkins on his last session with the Fletcher-Henderson Orchestra in 1934, in March. Um, we started out with Phantom Fantasy, the uh, Will Hudson tune, kind of a, an atmospheric tune. Uh, even more atmospheric was Hocus Pocus coming up after that, the Russ Morgan tune. It featured a little piano by Fletcher-Henderson again Hawkins in there too and some clarinet by Bester Bailey who had rejoined the band after several years away then the pop tune by Fletcher Henderson Harlem Madness featuring Charles Holland on the vocals and uh, some good tenor sax at the beginning by Hawkins Uh, but the real... uh, prize of the session was Tidal Wave. The Russ Morgan tune that we finished up with lots of great Coleman Hawkins makes for an interesting comparison with the same tune recorded six months later or so featuring Ben Webster. Uh, Also both featured uh, uh, Buster Bailey on clarinet and the leader Fletcher Henderson on piano who was not known as a great jazz pianist but he could carry off a pretty convincing stride piano performance as he did there. So thank you very much. Hope you've enjoyed this program. My name is John Clark. This is The Jazz Focus, and we are uh, here together on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are getting your finer podcasts. And if you'd like to be a member of the family, we would love to hear more from you on my Facebook and Instagram pages, which is my band name, Wolverine Jazz Band, or wolverinejazzband.net. And if you'd like to contribute to our future success, we would love to have you as a member of that family as well. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.